Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Now this is what legacy looks like. You know, so it was like, now you look at it, now you're in tech and you're only working just a tech job now and doing like your side business and helping people get into the tech industry. Yep. And then now you're making enough money. What would you say your combined income is for you and your wife now, today? Between the two of us now, somewhere between 175, 200-ish, somewhere. One, 175 to 200,000. Before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so you can be notified every single time we drop a new video. Now let's jump into the show. Welcome to the table. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get real. We're gonna get right. Oh, building up wealth. We're gonna give life. Welcome to the table. Yo, Gio and Andre, before we were recording, man, we had a real good conversation. And I learned a lot about you all that I really wanna, I really wanna dive into this because I was sitting here and just doing some research before we got on the show. And one of my things that I'm really big on when it comes to my platform, as you all can see, is like, it's on my shirt, Black Legacy. And, um, and not just even black legacy, but even creating and building like your own table. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we fail to realize that how do we build legacy? One of the tools is income. Mm -hmm. How do we get that income? One of one of the tools to get our income is have a solid career. And you all honestly did some creative stuff in tech area uh, that has produced income. Uh, Geo, you're 21. Andre, how old are you? 40? 40. Man, you 40, man. Brother don't look like you're 40. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, he, he got swag for days, boy. You know, you know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> and, 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 but I, I want to start with you, Gio, mm -hmm. uh, because I was shocked that you told me that you went to school, got your bachelor's degree in the medical space with the long-term goal of being a doctor. Yeah. But then you stopped and you said, no, nah, I want to get into tech. Take me back from the very beginning, brother, because I don't know too many 20, 21-year-olds who's going to stop pursuing being a physical doctor, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. to get into the tech industry. Where did that come from? Like, where did the tech spark in you to leave becoming a doctor? Because let's be honest, mm -hmm. it's not just about the money that people pursue the doctor. It's the fact that you can say you're Dr. Geo. You know, at 21, <laughs> when you tell a girl, yeah, my name is Dr. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that just added a different swag to a young man's, you know what I'm saying? So so, so, help me understand, bro, why? Why did you go from doctor into the tech industry? Well, the reason I started to be a doctor in the first place goes back to high school and okay. just school in general. I was great at math and science. Okay. And when, when people see that about you, say, oh, bro, you should be a doctor. Mm. You should go into STEM. Mm. I was like, okay, that's what I do. Because I like it because I'm good at it, and people will respect me because I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. So I went to school doing great grades, man, absolutely great grades throughout math and science. And then as I'm enjoying college, the senior year hits, I'm like, I can't do this again next year. 
And so I, so I think about it. I say, you know, maybe it won't be that bad. And then this is literally May. It hits me in May. I'm like, man, I got to, like, find something to do a month from now because I don't want to wait 10, 12 years to start making money, go through all these, I guess, general courses to finally focus on the field I want to focus on. There's so much... I just can't see a possibility where I would be happy in the end. Mm. And so the first thing you do is just look up, I guess, high paying remote jobs online. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's just the first thing people do. And I got my Chinese on my hand. It's the start of May and I find your video on YouTube. So I'm mm. sitting here eating it, watching it. Literally it's about 8 p.m. right now. It's very interesting because I'm gonna just be honest, the reason I clicked on your video and the reason I watched all the way through is because you're black, mm. like me. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm not saying that someone who's not black can't give the same advice, but because you are black, I felt like you understand what I'd be going through, understand the world I live in. So I go in, I'm still hesitant about purchasing the course because that money is a lot for you as a college student who's working at Amazon. So you know what, I I'm gonna wait on it. Literally, the next one I wake up at 6 a.m., the first thing I did was buy course careers. Are you serious? <laughs> the first thing I did was buy course careers. You are in school. Mm-hmm. Medical degree and you buy course careers. Yep, because you were fearful of graduating and not having any any income That I was afraid of the income. I was also afraid of starting on a path It would be hard for me to break off of and I wouldn't enjoy mm. Mm. I ain't never heard someone say pursuing a doctor degree and pursuing that process I wouldn't enjoy it and I wonder how many people are pursuing that, knowing that they will not enjoy it, but they're still doing it. One, because of the income that looks good on the opposite side, but then two, because it just looks good, but internally they're not happy, you know? And while you were talking, I was looking up, just just make sure I'm speaking factual information. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that the average doctor who graduates throughout the process, the average, the, the average doctor graduates with over $200,000 in student loans. Each. The average doctor starts off making about 120 to 170 a year. But they went through about nine years of school. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be in their, their their late 20s, you know what I'm saying, to early 30s, graduating with about $200,000. This is not all. This is the average. So there's mm -hmm. some who graduate with zero, depending on their circumstances. And then there's a lot who graduate with half a million, depending on what kind of doctor you're trying to be. But you, how much, I'm curious, how much... How much did you graduate with How, when it comes to student loans? Zero. Zero? You went to school for free? Well, I mean, throughout scholarships, and then my dad was in the military, so there was a lot of benefits. You got the GI Bill and stuff like that. that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, a lot of benefits coming. So grateful for that. Yeah. So parents set you up right. They set me up right. You you were you were smart, and you were stewarding your high school season right to where clearly you had good grades and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Then you got the grant scholarships and follow GI Bill. Go to school. You're not borrowing any money, but then you're realizing, like, yo, I could go down this path, and I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, though. Let's have this conversation. How did your parents feel? How did your parents feel? Like, you know what, Mom? <laughs> Mom, Dad, I'm, 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 I don't want to be a doctor. I want to get into the tech world. Like, when you had that conversation with your parents, with loved ones, how, how did you feel about that? Well, 
my dad had a feeling something was going on. I think just because he knows me and he's had a similar life growing up to where he didn't know what he wanted to do. So mm. when I came to him, he said, okay, it's about time that, you know, I figured out what was really going on. Okay. But then with my mother, she's, you know, of course telling people, okay, my son wants to be a doctor. This mm. is something that works since I was like, I mean, 13, 14, entering high school, all the way up yeah. to, to May, your senior year of college? Yeah, <laughs> What? Yeah, mom yeah. was heartbroken. 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 <laughs> So was the conversation easy with your mom or was it was it a little difficult? It was it was a difficult start. It was right. a very difficult start just because you're receiving information. I don't want to do what I've set out to do for the past four years of my life. Mm-hmm. And you're about to complete your degree. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what's gonna happen next? Why not? Why don't you want to do this? Mm-hmm. So start with lots of questions, which is very natural. But I do have a very understanding mother. Yeah. So after a day or two, we were able to talk things out. Well, what do you want to do now? I don't know. Well, why do you want to stop? Well, just because I don't want to wait all this time to make mm-hmm. money. I don't know if I will be happy doing it, even though I'm good at it. After a conversation, they said, okay, well, you need to find something, and you need to come back to us and tell us what your plan is going to be. Mm-hmm. I like that, boy. Mm-hmm. I like that, man. I, I, I think one part that I love about your story, and I want to get Andre's thoughts because he has two kids, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm curious to see as a father and with his amazing wife who's out in the lobby, watching the show right now, how, how would they respond? But I think, isn't it funny that sometimes children follow the dreams that their parents kind of edged them to do? Mm-hmm. And we never really took the opportunity to ask our son to ask our daughter, okay, wait, not about me, not about your dad. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And then check in with them like two years later. Hey, what do you want to do. I'm curious because I want you to give us some practical things mm-hmm. for the people right now. There are some people right now who are pursuing something and they know that's not what they really want to do, but they're mm-hmm. scared to have that conversation. Maybe scared to have the conversation with their spouse. Mm-hmm. Maybe scared to have the conversation with their, their loved ones, their family members. What would you say is like the, the number one thing they should do to start that conversation with loved ones if they want to transition? And they know it may hurt them a little bit. Like it, it, it hurt your mom and dad, mm-hmm. but they got through it. It was your life. But what is one thing that you did to set up the conversation with your parents? I'm curious. I think for people in my situation who want to talk to somebody they love about transitioning to something new, they need to set up a practical transition that they can explain to them. Because if you if you tell them the, the good news or the great news and you leave them on a cliffhanger, yeah. how do you think they're going to feel? <laughs> how, do you, how do you think they're going to feel? Mm-hmm. And so before I went full on, here's exactly how I feel and here's what's going to fall up afterwards, yeah. I said, I got to find something new. That's when I ran into your video with Cyrus. Okay. I saw Course Careers, did a lot of research on the boot camps and stuff. I decided this was the best one. Okay. And then after that... I told them the news. There was all that heartbreak and emotions and stuff. And then after that, I'm able to transition right into, but this is the next step. That's good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, especially for married people. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because I know you had a, you and your wife went through a, uh, not a similar transition, but y'all went through a transition period. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, man. Talk to us about your transition um, because I think transitioning is always hard. Yes, it is. You know, and I want to go back. What would you say if, because how old are your kids? Uh, 16 and 12. 16 and 12. So what does your 16-year-old want to do right now? He's still figuring it out. Okay, he is. And that was part of of our motivation for me and my wife going through our thing was Uh we wanted to set our family up financially to where when our kids are this age, Mm -hmm. they have the freedom to explore. Oh, that's so And then they have a 
they have a safe place to land if it doesn't go well. Okay. Right. Okay. And so that was part of the motivation for us going through what we went through over the past two years. Just how do we get to something different? We need something different. It wasn't a, I wasn't in a situation where, hey, I want to try something different. I was in a situation like, no, something has to change. Oh, mm -hmm. talk to me about that, though. When you say that, what do you mean by that? Because it's like, I, oh, that's so good right there. Because I think a lot of people are in that position. Yeah. I need something to change. Like, yeah. it has to change. But they don't know how to start that change. I and I think a lot of people get comfortable in, well, I'm used to needing to change, but why change? Mm. Like, I'm used to this season that I'm, I'm used to living paycheck to paycheck. I'm used to not being able to do the things I want to do with my kids. My kids are used to not being able to go to certain places. It's just a norm. So why even change when it's normal? But you and your wife was at a point where, like, nah, we got to change. Yeah. When did you realize it had to change? Uh, about this time last year. This time last year. So 2022. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, you know things need to change. Right. But I had reached a place personally where it was, if nothing changes, I literally might not be here. Ooh. Like, I was in the, at the time that I decided to transition into tech, I was going through the darkest time of my life. It was depression. I am a, we share a similar faith. Mm -hmm. uh, I've reached a place where, you know, the scripture says, God will never leave us nor forsake us. Mm -hmm. I felt left and I felt forsaken. Facts. Right? Facts. Um, and, uh, and it was, it seemed like everything I touched during that time. I have all these gifts and talents. Everybody outside knows how talented you are. And everything that you do is like during those two years, January 21 to January this year, it's like everything I touched would fall apart. Mm. And it's the most frustrating thing when you're trying to lead a family, mm. right? I'm the leader. I'm the head of the family. My wife is looking to me to be the leader. My kids are looking at me to be the leader. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, I'm, a, I'm naturally the big brother of the group. <laughs> I'm the leader of the group. Mm -hmm. When everyone comes to for content, for, for uh, inspiration, mm. those people very rarely have people that they go to for, th for that. Yeah, yeah. And during the pandemic, my best friend who was that for me, he passed away. No. And so on top of being broke, on top of feeling lost, my support guy that I had is gone. Mm. And now I'm working two full-time 40-hour-a-week jobs and doing DoorDash on the side, trying to provide for the family. As a man, I'm not confident in my ability to hear what God has asked me to do. I'm not confident in my ability to lead. And so that's leading to more friction within my marriage because anything that my wife says to me about money sounds like you're not doing good enough. Because I'm projecting. Ooh. Right? Um, and, and she so, wasn't doing that, though. No, 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 no. She was just stating this is what we need. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, she's frustrated also because yeah, yeah. it, money's one of the main, main reasons that marriages break up. Right, right, right. right. And so we're looking at it. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm 40 years old now. I'm at the halfway point of my life, yeah. <laughs> right? right? And nothing has gone the way I wanted it to. Wow. I'm looking at my kids. I'm looking at my oldest son. I'm like, dog, you'll be out of school soon. And I don't have anything set up. Because oh. everything I've been trying to set up is just oh. falling apart. Yeah. And so I remember one day I had been up 48 hours straight from working both of my jobs and doing DoorDash. Mm -hmm. And I was in the car one day and I had a full mental breakdown. Mm. I just started screaming, mm. God, I feel like, what am I doing wrong? Mm. And it was like when I reached that moment, a week later, I was at my second job 
and I heard your, I saw your video with you and uh, Cyrus. Mm. And when I saw that video, I texted him to my wife and I texted to my dad and I said, this is the first time I felt hope since the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. Like this is it. There's so much we, can, we need to unpack. And I'm trying to be sensitive right here because I mean, this is supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, to, to help y'all get into tech. But this, I, we got three men at the table For in sure. three different seasons of our life. A 20 year old, I'm in my late 30s and you're in your 40s. Two single married people. But I think all of us at this table have felt like God abandoned us and left us hanging. At one point, yeah. At one point in life. Yeah. I think all of us at this table, at one point in our life, we were depressed and confused about what are we going to do with our life moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it's like what I hear you all saying is God didn't show up when you wanted him, but he showed up right on time. Man, he was there the whole time. The whole time he was there. I, t I tell people I felt, like, I felt like I was holding on to my faith by my fingertips, mm. but, but God was holding me firmly in his hands the whole time. Yeah. Now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm able to look back and there's so much clarity about what was going on during that time. And there's so much peace and there's so much joy because my relationship with him mm -hmm. is so much tighter now because during that time period, when I felt like he had left me, what he taught me was, I just wanted you to be my baby again. Mm. You done got grown. Mm -hmm. You done known me for a while. You grown. You a provider of a family and, and all this stuff, and that's great. But ultimately, I'm the provider for your wife and your kids. Yeah. I just use you to do it. Yeah. And you've been carrying around the burden to do it on your own. Right. Because you're a man. But I honestly, as a father, just want you to be my baby. Mm. I had a uh, my, my youngest son. Uh, we had moved to a new area, and I was walking to, he had a school dance, okay. sixth grade dance. Okay. And I'm walking with him. I always hold his hand. We walk into the school, because we live real close to school. Walk into the school, and as soon as we got over the hill to where he see the kids, he took his hand out of my hand. He said, Daddy, I got it from here. <laughs> <laughs> right? And as a father, it kind of messed me up, because like, I'm not having no more kids. I'm right. like, that's my baby. Like, I, right. this, this might be the last time I held my baby's hand. Right. And it was like, during this season, when God was teaching me, like, I just want you to be my baby again, he said, yo, that feeling that, uh, that you got, yeah. I don't ever want to feel that with you. Ooh. But as as a father, and I'm sure the, the parents out there can understand, you know, when you when you walk in the house, you hear the kids' footsteps. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Or, Daddy, come play with me. Or, Daddy, I just want to go here. Or, let me get on your back. Like God always wants to be in that space with him. Mm. There's never a time we're supposed to grow past that. Exactly. Now, with our children, we go through transitions. Right. Babies to now I got to train them to be men. Right. And then I just trust them to go be men. Exactly. Guys, like I never, want, I never created you to have the independence from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Fact. And so during that time, he was teaching me. Not only do I love you, I have you. Yeah. I like being with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now at this position where we are, I, on the way here, I was just like blown away because this is one of the things I asked God if I could have. Mm. Like I said, I want to go on AO's show mm. and, and share the story of how you changed my life with that. Mm. Uh, I wanted to go on course careers and and, and do my do an interview there. Yeah. I did that. It's like all the things that I was asking for during that time. It's like God was like, hey, remember when you was in that car and you was having a meltdown? Mm -hmm. I was listening. <laughs> when you was going through that meltdown, I'm curious. And when you, Geo Worth, in your dorm room or at home with your parents, thinking like, okay, what's next? Like, I'm tired. I'm scared of this next season. Um, God, I have to change this season. 
And I think yours is going to be a little different from ours because we're single. We're not mm-hmm. worrying about another life. Mm-hmm. Another, that's not another life. We're not worried about three other lives, mm-hmm. your spouse and two other kids. How how did you leave that car? And one and, and uh, how I'm trying to say this. How did you leave the car and go into that home and you, you were peaceful? Because some people, when they break down like that, bro, they bring that into their homes, mm-hmm. into their families. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you did or you didn't, but what was this? What was the things that got you through that season from a practical standpoint? So we understand that the spiritual walk with God and God, hearing from God. But what were some of the practical things that you and your wife maybe had to talk about? Um, how did you address that so you can move on from that place? I'll be honest to say I, I really didn't. Okay. Like I was just so used to just getting up and going. And that was that's something I would say I wouldn't advise. You know what I mean? I would advise you to communicate better with your spouse. Me and my wife, we didn't commun- we were we were at that point, we're in go mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. She's in school, I'm over here. I don't want to bring that to her because she's focused on what she's going through right now. Max. Right. And so even as the leader, even though I'm going through it, I don't want to put that on her because mm-hmm. I want her to be able to excel at what she's doing. Yeah. Right. And so, honestly, we are just now getting to a point where we're able to kind of communicate through what we were going through during that time. That's good. And be on the same page. I told her the other day, I'm like, yo, we work great together as a team. Mm-hmm. And so I, we'll, we'll do things like when we go, or if we go over the budget together, I'll give her a dap and be like, that's my teammate. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's like now God is putting us on the same page mm-hmm. for a lot of different things. Yeah. Right. And so it's a, it's a. It's still a transition. It's still new. Like, <laughs> I tell somebody the other day, like, how does it feel to be in the tech now? And there's so many things I have now that I, did, I didn't have for so long. I've worked a second job or a, or a side hustle or something like that for my youngest son's entire life. Mm. He'll be 13 next year. And you've, you've always had. I've always had job. something. I've always had something. This is the first time I've had a, a position at one, a one job. That can take care of everything I need, and then I have the freedom to do the things I love to do on the side. <sighs> yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> but see, here's the thing that 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 that. Oh my gosh, boy! I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to control myself. <laughs> but I think you're speaking for the majority of people who look like us at the table. Mm-hmm. Because what you just said, I don't remember my mom only having one job. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember my mom ever coming home when she got off of work and not going back out and working another job. Mm-hmm. But even working two and three jobs, we were still struggling. Yeah, that was we the most frustrating part. <laughs> That's the most frustrating part. And when I got older, I was like, I'm like, gee, I'm like, wait a minute. I, why am I pursuing this? And it's not going to bring me the lifestyle, the joy and the peace that I desire. For sure. If, if I go to... I'm still going to have to work two jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to graduate, have all this drowning. I'm drowning in all this debt. Mm-hmm. I'm not even happy, so I got debt. I'm not even happy, and I still got to get another job. Imagine having all that and having a wife and two kids. <laughs> Bro, but that's what I'm saying. My mom had a husband, three kids, and yeah. an elderly mother that she had to take care of. Yeah, We had a three-bedroom house. Me and my two siblings slept in one room. Grandmama slept in another room. Mom and dad slept in another room. It was only a 1,200-square-foot house. Mm-hmm. 
And and I mean, I will come home. Mama, my mama don't work. She always been in education. So she's always been in the school system. But my mama don't work for the Christian Berean Bible bookstore. <laughs> she don't work from Kmart when they were around. My mama don't work for Target. Mm-hmm. My dad was delivering newspapers at one o'clock in the morning, would knock me upside my head and come help him deliver newspapers. Like, like every time I look at my parents, they always had more than two jobs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, Gio, I'm like, nah, that ain't the life for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we got to start looking at, which is why I just love the tech tech field, because there are several careers out there, and it goes back to building black legacy, you guys. It's like, ooh, I don't want to knock people who are working two, three jobs, working two 40-hour jobs, because I believe some of you all are doing what you got to do to survive. Mm-hmm. But at, at some point in your life, you got to start moving smart. Mm-hmm. And you, got, you have to start looking at, okay, what's the best route for me to build legacy? And you're not building legacy if you're working two or three jobs just to survive. Mm-hmm. Because you're not passing down legacy. Absolutely. You can't build legacy if you, if you can't walk your son to school and hold his hand. Yeah, for sure. You, you can't build legacy if you can't walk your daughter to school. You can't build legacy if you a brother. I'm talking to the brothers today. You can't build <laughs> legacy if you can't take your own daughter out on her own first date. Yeah, for sure. But if we're thinking about, oh, I got to work, I got to grind, I, I'm putting food on the table, that's not building legacy. Mm-hmm. And I think at, at some point, which is a great transition into this, this conversation, we got to start looking at what's the best career field and what's the best opportunity for us to start making money so that way I can come home, you can be with your wife, y'all can continue to build y'all's partnership and teammate and 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 uh, intimacy and love because that's your forever. Your kids going to leave you. They ain't going to want to hold your hand at 2021. No, they got to get out. They got to go. They got to get enough room for three so, They can stay here for a little while, but hey, man, listen, they got to go. Listen, they can be like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they can be like 2020. Yeah. Hey, you got a plan? Yes, sir, I do that, a plan. That was our goal. Okay. Like, we wanted, we wanted to position ourselves so that when my son who's 16 now yeah when he does figure out what he wants to do he has that mm. you know what i mean he, he has a place a safe place to land that's a place where he can go out and fail yeah and then not not kill himself yeah. you know what i'm saying for most of us we grew up in places where it was like when it was time to get out it's either sink or swim Oof. we didn't have a place to come back to and be like well you know mama and them are doing well enough financially to where they could take care of us if we need to you know what i mean yeah. and we wanted to we're, we wanted to put ourselves in that position so we could do that. Man, that's so good. So so tech is the career field that position that's positioning you all to really start building legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gio, you left a very promising career field that is highly respected, that people are dying to be in. And you jumped into tech. Let's talk about that. When you transitioned, you took course careers. Mm-hmm. Um, how long was that program for you? How long did it take you to get through the whole course careers program? I mean, shoot, on top of school, that's like all I was thinking about. Mm. So, I mean, I think I bought the course May 4th. Okay. Finished it June 12th. So, a little bit over a month there. One month. Wait, wait, wait. And then did you just say that you were still actually in school, school? Like, Traditional school? Oh, yeah. I still had exams going on. <laughs> so, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Geo. <laughs> this is your senior year? My senior year. 
So your senior year, you're doing stuff. Your your classes are in the medical field. Mm -hmm. So you're taking exams in a medical situation and doing course careers. Gio, you okay? <laughs> how, how was that, bro? Because course careers is it's not super easy and it's not super mm -hmm. hard. You still got to be intentional and learn. But you're doing that and oh, you were dedicated, bro. Oh yeah, you were dedicated. Where'd you graduate? Did you graduate still with good grades? Yeah, I actually graduated. I had summer classes as well. So I had finished course careers, started my job in tech, and was still in school. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I graduated in August. Graduated in August. Mm -hmm. While working in tech. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you're not going to pursue the medical situation. Yep. But which was smart, though, because you didn't want to waste those, those four yeah. years. Yeah. I'm with you on that part. So finish that degree. You're already at the finish finish line. Let me just cross over. Got that degree. But God bless y'all. I'm done with this. I'm pursuing <laughs> tech. What attracted you to the tech industry? I want to say the opportunities, the fact that it's all people talk about, tech this, tech that, everything's moving to the cloud. I don't even know what half this stuff means. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know what it means. Yeah, sure. But they keep talking about tech. There's money in tech. You don't even have to be, I think when I um, watch your podcast with Cyrus, yeah, yeah. it's like, you don't even have to be technical. You don't have to code. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you can be an artist and say you in tech. <laughs> like, like what? Like you can literally do everything you normally do in another job and find a way to transition it into tech. I said, oh yeah, I can be picky. I can choose what I want to do. L let me try tech. Oh, man, man, listen, what made you think about going into tech? Because you was working two and a half jobs full time. What made you say, okay, this is the career that, that can position me to start building legacy to where when my sons are ready to talk about their future, me and my wife can be in a position to have that conversation and we're not scared of the financial part of it. What's crazy is when I had that meltdown, mm -hmm. the next day I called about nine or 10 friends of mine. Okay. And I said, um, I said, what are some, I believe God gives all of us superpowers. Right, right, right. right, right. Things that only you have. So what's the things I do naturally? Mm -hmm. That when I walk in the room, I do those naturally. Right. And when I asked my wife, she was like, you do tech stuff. Like, you, you're good at tech. Like, you like to be on computers and stuff like that. She was like, maybe you should go back to school. Mm. At the time, I'm like, when am I going to go back to school? <laughs> like, I'm working I need, two and a half times. I, I need something to give me money now. I don't have anything that I can wait three, four years and hope I got. I need something to get money next week. Right, 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 right. And so uh, after we had that conversation, it was a few other things that my friends told me, like, you do well. I asked God, like, yo, you said your gifts will make room for you. Mm. I need that to happen. Because mm. right now I feel like I'm just existing. And when I saw your video with Cyrus, it was yeah. in tech. Yeah. So I'm like, that marks one, that checks one check, one check mark. Yeah. It was other things he was talking about he did it in his career. I'm like, those are on the list also. Yeah. So it was like literally like God was like, duh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is it, right? And so if for me it was a no-brainer, like, let's go ahead and jump into it. Mm. I didn't mind, I, I didn't want to have to take the time to learn how to code and do anything. So I'm like, what's the fastest way I can get in? Yep. Once I get in, I can scale and go wherever I want. Facts. I just need to get my foot in the door. Facts. And so when I saw the opportunity to do course careers for what it was, I was like, oh, I'm doing this. You know, there's over 9 million jobs currently right now in the United States of America that are open in the tech industry. It's money out here. And over, <laughs> money. Watch this. It's and money over half of them will go unfulfilled this year. It's money out here. What? Yeah. 
nine million. Is, is this mic on? Hello? <laughs> nine million jobs are available mm -hmm. in the tech industry right now in the United States. And over half of them will not be filled this year. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm so passionate about course careers. Because when I look at course careers, I actually love them so much that I actually called the owner of the company and said, yo, can I invest money into, like, I want to be, I want to have ownership of this company. Mm. Because, you know, I wrote the books, student uh, debt-free degree mm -hmm. on, on how to graduate college without no debt. And inside the book, I talk about, hey, there are some routes and there are some avenues where a four-year traditional degree is needed. Doctor, lawyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want you to go to the nine-month program to learn how to defend me. Now, I need you to spend uh, <laughs> right. Right. in that. I, right. I don't want you to go to a nine-month program or a one-month program to learn how to how to operate on my brain. Nah, brother. That's yeah. 10 years in that area. Right. Even when you graduate school, I need you to go just watch for another two, three years. <laughs> absolutely. You're working on my brain and my back. No, no. No, no, no. But there's there, there's some other stuff that I'm like, wait, but do I really need to spend four years to learn how? What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school because the textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called True Accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com slash today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com slash today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio, or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience, our joy, and our struggles. That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us. From legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes, this collection has no you see, recently I got to tune in to an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep making sure our stories are told by us 
for us. Now let's get to today's show. What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. To use my hands when I'm already using my hands? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Do I need to learn, uh, do I need to go to school four years to learn how to, you know, sell tech, sell iPhones, sell the cloud service? Do I need to go to, uh, to a four-year school to learn how to be well, to learn how to do welding, how to cut hair? No. And so when I, when I got there, their information, I man, I did a lot of research in course careers because I want to make sure that I'm positioning my people to win. Mm -hmm. And I, when they told me, yeah, it's only 400, 450 bucks, I was mm -hmm. like, what? Mm -hmm. and, and it's a self-paced program certificate. I'm like, okay, are people really getting jobs? So I was doing the research. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I did that one show with Cyrus just to see, you know, if people respond to it. And I mean, just from that one video that we did, um, up until now, we probably had about 3,000 people from my community go through course careers. Sheep. Out of the 3,000, I'm going to be honest with you all, I think about maybe 70% of them have secured jobs mm -hmm. in the tech industry. Out of those 70%, I love being transparent about maybe, I think it's like close to 18% of them have either quit or been laid off. Mm -hmm. And when I, I, I just do my research on the people who quit or got laid off, it wasn't hard for them to transition and get into mm. another tech industry because we clearly see, not in the industry, but another tech job, because we clearly see that 9 million jobs are available in the tech space. Uh, Gio, just recently, um, your company shut down and you you transitioned back out to where you're not working in tech right now. And I want to be transparent with the people. When you got let go from, laid off from your current job, mm -hmm. did that scare you to operate in the tech industry still no not at all so not you're not thinking about going back to the medical field you're still oh, rocking in the tech no, i'm world. still in tech still gonna be in tech do you believe course careers has has really strengthened your uh skill set your mindset and your capabilities to operate inside of the tech industry right now 100 percent. why would you say that i'm curious there is so much it's a proven formula Mm. There's two things that course careers will drill into your head. Okay. All you need to get a job in tech Hold on, is down. the skills to get the job. Okay. 
and the ability to tell recruiters that you have the skills to get the job. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm so serious. That is what, wait, 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 hold on. That's not like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's number two again? So number one is you got to show you have the skills to have get the, skill. the job. You get the skills. Okay. And you find a way to express to recruiters, I have those skills. Oh, okay, I got mm -hmm. you. So number one yeah. is you got to get the skills. Mm -hmm. You gotta have the skills to get it, and then number two is you gotta figure out how to communicate with the recruiter. I have the skills. Yep. What do you think is harder, getting the skills or communicating to the recruiter that I actually have the skills? Communicating to the recruiter mm. by far. Is it by far? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How is that harder though? I'm confused. I would think learning the skill is hard, but y'all saying what course is that's easy. Mm -hmm. It's communicating to that person on the other side of the phone that I can get the job done. Mm -hmm. I think Andre can relate to this, but when you're searching for a job, you're competing against people who are leaning on their marketing degree or their psychology degree. And so they don't think, I don't have to express my experience. I don't have to find a way to apply sales in my everyday life, whatever your, your tech expertise is. Mm -hmm. But when you don't have any experience, when you don't have a degree or your degree is completely irrelevant, yeah. you have to find a way. I mean, I just graduated from a course like a month before I got my job. Right. How in one month am I going to tell people I'm prepared to work in sales? Right, right, right. And from there, I would literally just drill it in my head and be fully immersed like every day I'm finding with supply sales. Mm. I think one thing that impressed the recruiter when I got my job, I told him, I know my numbers. I need 10 applications to get one interview on average. I need five first round interviews to get to a second round interview on average. And I'm, who else is doing that? <laughs> I mean, who else is actually applying mm -hmm. the skill that they learned to get a job? Mm -hmm. Ooh, mm -hmm. boy, the boy, you the boy. I'm trying to tell y'all, ladies, he's single. <laughs> that brother's single, brother. Put that close up on him. Let him see <laughs> That man's single in 21 with no debt. No debt. Oh my gosh, I just got a camera. Which camera is this? Is this one right here? Is this one? I think this one right here. That man's single with no debt, and he got that bag on him, too. You know what I'm saying? That man's back. back. Do y'all believe? Not, not do y'all believe. Because this this is good. We've never talked about this. Course Career teaches that you need to get the skill to get the job, and you also need to have skills to communicate to the recruiter that you had the skills to actually do the job. Mm -hmm. Would you say if I come into Course Careers with absolutely no experience? I've never sold anything. I don't know what tech is. I'm in school to be a school teacher, but I hear about course careers. I'm watching this right now, and I know that school teachers, which are needed, but on average, they're gonna make in between 45 to about $65,000 a year starting off when they first get into it. Heck, depending on the state, you may be in, a, in the mid 30s to high 30s, depending on the state that you're in. But they're watching this and I have no experience. I ain't, I've never sold anything. I've, I don't know nothing about tech. Heck, I can barely use my phone. <laughs> and you're telling me that course, course careers for $450 is going to teach me how to get into the tech industry, how to, one, get the skill, and then also communicate to the recruiters that I have the skill? Mm -hmm. Is it difficult? Like, am I going to feel overwhelmed? No. Huh. No. Huh. I am a, I'm, I'm also privileged to be a course careers coach. Are you? So I, I help students with this every day. Okay. And so the the biggest thing is just course careers is going to over prepare you mm -hmm. for the position. Mm. Right. They're going to help you with everything. Your, your resume is going to look like a professional 
text, whatever this, the course you decide to take. I did tech sales. So wait, so, course career is going to help me with my resume too? Yep, mm -hmm. they're going to help you with your resume and make it look like one who's tailor fit for that position that you're looking for. Are you serious? Yep. Now, am I changing the resume every single time for, every, for, for different jobs? So if, I, if I'm applying for 10 jobs, am I changing the resume per job? I would give you an insider hack and say you should. Okay. And the reason why is because these companies have AI on the back end. Right. Which is looking for certain keywords. And so <laughs> if your resume is going there and it doesn't have those keywords, they're not even pulling it. Right. And so we've, I usually teach uh -huh. my students something. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> let, 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 we need to repeat that. I don't know. Just, okay. You could do like a quick rewind. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, you just said something I think is key. Mm -hmm. They're using AI, mm -hmm. and if you don't have certain words on their on your resume, your resume is gonna go to the trash. So if you're reduplicating your resume for all the ten things, that's I'm telling y'all right now, just from hearing from what he said, don't do that because you're absolutely right. When people mm -hmm. start applying for jobs for us, if they didn't have certain skill sets on the resume. On certain words on the resume, it was like, nah, we're good. Mm -hmm. Because we're looking for these specific things. Mm -hmm. And so if AI is reading your resume before a human being and you're wondering why, hey, I'm qualified, how come I didn't get a call? It's because you didn't present yourself correctly on paper. Right. You tell if it's their resume for that job. And so you should learn how to use AI. So you should <laughs> learn how to use AI. I'm gonna do a whole show on AI. <laughs> I need to bring in an AI expert yeah, for sure. who can teach us how to use AI. Cause I'm still learning how to use AI. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my, my team is already using AI to edit videos and stuff like that. I'm like, I thought I paid you to edit the video. <laughs> I'm like, y'all in here getting this check and ain't working. You know? No, I'm, I'm loving it though, because we're able to do more with AI. Mm -hmm. And so, man, that that is awesome. All right, keep going. I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to cut you off, but I I just needed people to really hear that if you're going to win, not just even in the tech industry. Period. If mm -hmm. you're applying for any jobs. Mm -hmm. You need to be specific to that job. And you know what? Is there a way? And I don't know if it's true. I'm asking. I haven't had to apply for a job in, in years. But it's like, is there a way to find out what words they are looking for to put on your resume? One thing I did is I, I had my resume that Course Careers gave me. Okay. And anytime that I had a job I wanted to apply for, I would go to something like ChatGPT. Okay. And I'd say, here's my resume. Rewrite my resume to fit this job description. And so it would tweak little things. It wouldn't, <laughs> right? It would completely rewrite my resume, but it would tweak it and make it specific for that job. Wow. Right? And so it's not, you, of course, AI is AI. You still got to go and read yeah, and make yeah, sure everything straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it makes you look presentable for that particular job. So Course Careers gave you a resume, uh -huh. which, again, you guys, Course Careers is only 450 bucks. Um, if you use our code, it's like $400 to take $50 off. It's a one-month program if you're doing it on your own. I've had people complete it in like two weeks. Then I've had people take three months to do it because mm -hmm. it's, it's self-paced. But Course Careers is not only going to give you the skills to get the job done. They're going to also give you a resume that lets them know, let the people know, hey, this person is qualified on paper. They're going to also teach you how to convince the recruiter that you have the skills 
to get it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they tell you what to say on these interviews? Let's say if you <laughs> land an interview, your resume gets through, um, you get your first interview. Did they teach you, Gio, what to say on those interviews to get you to that next interview? Oh, yeah. I mean, they they literally grab your hand <laughs> and go through the entire process three times. Wow. Mm-hmm. One thing I like about course careers, I'm investing in course careers, is people mm-hmm. say, well, how, how are they making their money? Let me tell you how they make their money. Because they want to educate you. They make money by helping you get a job. If, 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 if you get a job through course careers, that's how they make their money, mm-hmm. is by making sure that you are qualified and trained enough to honestly get there and win. And I'm like, wow. So I literally, I, 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 I cut them a large check okay. because I wanted to be a part of something that's helping people um, get into a career field that pays them a lot of money. Because a lot of people don't understand this, man. The average net worth millionaire doesn't make a million dollars a year. Come here. Come here. The average net worth millionaire doesn't even make six figures a year. Mm Mm-hmm. The average net worth millionaire on average makes in between seventy-five to ninety-five thousand dollars a year. But what they're doing with that seventy-five to ninety-five thousand dollars a year is they're investing fifteen percent. They're living way below their means. They're 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 paying off their debt and, and not borrowing much money. And when I started looking at some of the career fields that are creating these net worth millionaires, school teachers are one of them, accountings are one of them, and then the tech industry. Mm. The tech industry is one of the leading careers who are creating net worth millionaires because they are making a, a good amount of money and they're taking that money, eliminating debt, they're taking that money, starting a side business, they're taking that money and investing the money. And then what I loved about when I looked into the tech industry is I think it's like close to 70 percent of the jobs you work from home. So it was like now not only am I making money to build legacy, but now I could practically build legacy because now I'm home with my kids mm-hmm. when they get home. Mm-hmm. I'm home with my wife when she comes home, if she's not in the tech. Mm-hmm. So I can maybe during lunch hour, instead of for me going out to McDonald's to eat, I can go to the kitchen and eat with my wife. Mm-hmm. So now me, now I don't know, see now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. Hey, kid makes it all like what happened? Yeah, I'm pregnant again, boy. I'm just being real, boy. Like what? Lunch lunch break would look different if I was married. And I'm, oh Jesus, I pray my wife um, um, has a job and she leaves. No, I don't. I'm just playing. I want my wife. (laughs) But I'm just saying it's like. When we when I get I get excited about the tech industry because I'm just seeing how it's impacting all people. But when I look at people of color like you all mm-hmm. talking about you was working two and a half jobs, weren't able to really do things with the family, um, working that amount. That means, you know, unfortunately, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that means you and your wife's relationship was kind of, you know, at, at odds for a little bit because she's in school. Mm-hmm. You're working to maintain the family. Mm-hmm. She's probably taking lead on a lot of kids stuff because you're trying to provide for the family. Mm-hmm. So that's causing friction. And she's probably saying, hey, I like the money, but where's my husband at? Where's mm-hmm. my partner at? We ain't there. You know, so it's like now you look at it. Now you're in tech and you're only working just a tech job now and doing like your side business and helping people get into the tech industry. Yep. 
And then now you're making enough money. What would you say your combined income is for you and your wife now, today? Between the two of us now, somewhere between 175, 200-ish, somewhere. One, 175 to 200,000? Yeah, it would be somewhere around there. Okay, okay. Black man. Your wife is black, too. Absolutely. Oh, okay, I just want Absolutely. to know this right here. That's Absolutely. Because we do understand, just so y'all know the numbers, here are the numbers, man. The average household income is right at about $70,000. Only 34% of household families in the black community make over, uh, not in the black community, of all homes. Only 34% of all homes make over $100,000 of income. Mm -hmm. You're not in that statistic anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're, you're like, yo, we're at 200000 It's so weird, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we... <laughs> Two hundred thousand. I want to bring. I'm gonna make sure y'all understand it. Two hundred thousand means you're seeing bare minimum about sixteen to twenty grand gross mm. a month. Mm. Net because they're married with kids, they should be seeing anywhere between like thirteen to sixteen thousand dollars, twelve thousand, twelve to twelve to sixteen thousand, depending on how they're filing the taxes and stuff like that. Uh, net family that changes the dynamic of a black family tremendously when you have that much money coming in. There's freedom. Now I'm gonna say freedom. There's opportunities there mm -hmm. that your kids will have mm -hmm. that other kids do not have mm -hmm. because you are willing to get into the tech industry. And do you work from home? Yes. Okay. This is boy. Yeah. Boy. And your wife is a nurse. Yes. Should we come home? No, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, hey, babe, you coming home for lunch today? <laughs> you know, I mean, how do you feel before this season? What would you say y'all were making a year? So during 2021, 2022? Combined? Combined. Probably about 60. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. 60K combined incomes. Yeah. And in less than one year, you went to 175 to 200K. Yeah. What's crazy is I, I graduated course careers, and I got my certificate from course careers the morning my wife got her gra graduated nursing school. What? God is good. <laughs> yep. I got, my, I got my certificate when that morning she walked and got her degree that, day, that night. And... Um, it's been different. That's a $115,000 gap in one year. You know, this has nothing to do with tech, but it has everything to do with tech. You all had a game plan. You all had a strategy. You all said, all right, babe, you, you go to nursing school. This is the strategy for you. I'm going to continue working these two jobs, but I'm going to take course careers. Mm -hmm. The game plan is, the strategy is, by the time we get done with this, we should be making more than six figures. Mm -hmm. So for a season, we're gonna struggle, but the struggle is worth the struggle mm -hmm. because there would be a ROI at the end of that struggle. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people in the black community, we were so used to struggling with no ROI. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for me, I, I, I don't mind you working two and a half jobs, but what's the ROI at the end of that? And if you're working two and a half jobs and it becomes normal for 10 years, that is whack. Mm -hmm. What y'all did was, babe, we're going to bust our butts for a year. How long was her program? One year. One year. Yeah. Yeah. Your wife became a nurse in one year? Yeah. She got accepted into an accelerated program. And so it was a four-year program all condensed down in one year. Wow. 
And so it wasn't like you talk about the game plan. Like we came up with a game plan and said we're going to do this. Like no, nah, that opportunity she got came out of nowhere. Nowhere. And so it was almost like yo, I got a chance to do this. We have to get it done. Right. And it was like all right, now I got to go do everything. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't really an easy transition. It was like God forced us to. This is changing now. Facts. Right. And then we've been. It, stuff like that happens and it's it's turmoil. You know, it's like trying to get a plane off the ground. Yeah. And so we spent time just trying to get the plane level, you know what I mean? And now we're getting to the place to where we feel like, all right, things are kind of leveling, but we don't want to take our foot off the gas. Yeah. We finally we finally got to a place we've been praying to get to for a while. So it's like the prayer now is, I don't want to squander this. Right. And how do we excel it? Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. because we, we serve a God who doesn't just, he, he makes dead situations alive. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was me. Like, my situation was dead. Yeah. And God, it's alive. All right, cool. If it's alive, let's make it run. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's different. It's, it's amazing. It's different. What's next for y'all? So, Gio, you are, um, you're in the middle of a transition. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you are, are putting yourself back on the market because you just recently... Uh, got laid off in the tech industry and you're saying, no, nah, I'm still not going back to the medical world. I'm going to stick in the tech industry. So what would you say? Because I think some people would love to hear like, what's your thought process right now? Um, what is your thought process? What's next for Geo in this season? I'm going to be honest. The first is very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Not not for the stress, mm-hmm. but the, for the fact is like, I stopped working the next Monday. I just went for a run at like 10 a.m. I'm like, it's 10 a.m. I'll be working right now. Mm. I really could just get another job in tech right now if I wanted to. Yeah. So now it's like, I can really do what I want to right now. Mm. I can, if I want to go back into specifically selling software, I can do that. I want to sell network security. I can do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I can really, I can act a little bit bougie now with what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, bougie. That's, that's, I mean, that's what course career lets you do. It gives you a formula that's repeated and works yeah and once you do it that first time you can apply it to anywhere else that yeah. you want to go yeah 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 well um i'm curious why mm-hmm. you was making this money in tech uh because you was making good money did you save some of that did you set aside some of it oh yeah i mean i wasn't the type of person to really go out and, and splurge and i'm at home so i just had nothing to buy really so i was just sitting there saving up money Put his camera back on. <laughs> this brother right here, y'all, he's single. And he know he had good money mindset. <laughs> he is saving money, ladies. Oh my gosh. At 21, bro, I want I want I want to take my hats off to you, bro. Thank you. I wasn't thinking like you at 21. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking like, all right, man, let me let me make the best decision for me in my life. Mm-hmm. At 21. I'm in your shoes. I'm about to be a doctor. You know, I'm, you know what that is. I, I, I'm not thinking. What is the best thing for me long term? You know. And then if I'm making a hundred thousand dollars for a few months, you know, at 21, I ain't thinking about stacking that, bro. I'm. I was buying the cars. I was buying the wheels, man. I'm. Me, you're the same age, man. I mean, uh, you remember them spinner wheels back mm-hmm. in the day? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I'm saying? When you stopped the car, they still kept spinning. They kept going. Still, but I was buying spinner wheels. I had two 12s with a 1,000-watt amp in the back of my joint. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm, I'm balling that. At your age, and I wasn't even making, I think I was making like $10, $11 an hour at that time. <laughs> so I wasn't even balling making, you know, your kind of money at 21. I might have like, bro, I, I'm rich. Dude. I got $28,000 a year. You know, I'm pulling up in it. What? And I'll stop. 
I remember that I saw this chick, boy. She was so bad, boy, back in them days. Boy, she was on the beach. I, I lived in Oceanside, California. She was walking. I saw her throughout the side of my eye. I said, ooh. I sped up so the wheels can get fast. <laughs> <laughs> so the background, smash my brakes. And the wheels are still going. She looking at me like, hey. Oh, my God. So I'm at, at 21, I wasn't thinking like you. I wasn't thinking, let me stack this money. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking, you know what, wait, let, what's best for my life? What do I really feel fulfilled doing? I wasn't thinking, let me tell my mom and dad, like, hey, here's a transition. I don't want to do this, but this is what I'm going to do. Man, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to have the ladies. I wanted to be popular. And I just wanted to look like I had a lot of money, but be broke. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to encourage you, my brother, man, like your future is bright, man. Super. You know what I'm saying? Your future is is super bright. Uh, and just to see you at peace in this season, saying, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this offseason for a little bit. I got the money in the savings account. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm staying with my parents right now. But you know what? Before I get back into the job and move and do my own thing, I'm just going to enjoy this season because I hear you're a family man. You was talking about how you love. You just want to be yeah. around your family and stuff like that. That's a good trait because at 21, I wasn't trying to be around my mom and daddy. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep it real. I was trying to be somebody's mama or daddy. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Can I just be real? I was just trying to be somebody's daddy. You know? I wasn't thinking right at 21. Put it, put it in the comment section if at 21 you were thinking like me. Come on, let, let, let's be real. You know what I'm saying? And so I just want to encourage you because it's sad that it took me almost 10 years in my 30s to start thinking like you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just want to take some time and say, like, brother, you got a bright future. Mm-hmm. And don't let these ladies, don't let this world, don't let circumstances derail you from the mindset you have right now. Because you will be a millionaire by 31. You will be impactful in making and helping a lot of lives uh, here soon. And I just believe, I don't know your faith, but I just believe mm-hmm. God is going to use you tremendously mm-hmm. uh, to not just make money, but to impact the world and impact the tech space uh, because I don't know too many people who's going to leave a career field who has a clear path to do that and the intelligence to go pursue something that is not as sexy on the outside. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely say a lot of there are more people making six figures with no debt in tech than they are in the medical field. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get it twisted. We need more doctors, especially black doctors. Mm-hmm. Let's be real on that part. But I think we need more doctors who want to be doctors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we can tell the people, I remember I had a nurse, man. She came up to me uh, up to me when I was sick. It was about five years ago, and I stayed overnight. She didn't want to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. She was, I heard her on the phone. I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm ready to go. These people overworking me and underpaying me. And I'm sitting in bed like, don't come up in here with that. <laughs> don't come up with no needle in me. You want to be here because you ain't going to do it right. right. You know? And you can tell the difference, the difference between people who want to do it, who love doing it, and people who, who do not want to do it. They're only doing it for a paycheck. And so the fact that you said, hey, listen, I, I respect that field. I just don't have love for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you, you, sh- you shouldn't be in it, mm-hmm. you know? And I just want to commend both of you all and thank you both for, for coming on the show yeah. and really just sharing that, man. I think this was a little bit of a deliverance show plus tech show. For sure. You know, because I think all of us, man, I mean, that's why I see a therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm attacked on 
Uh, I, I'm attacked every every single week. I'm attacked for something. Mm -hmm. Something that I say on my show that I, I, I well, sometimes I know I should say things better. Mm -hmm. um, but then a lot of times it's not. Um, I, I'm attacked all the time. And so sometimes I do feel like God just abandoned me. Like, God, you know my heart. Why are you letting this happen? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I got I got to go back and just honestly sit in my office, sit in my bedroom, um, and I cry. And I have those conversations. And I get on the phone with my mentor and with my therapist. You know, and so I just want to I tell everybody, man, number one, nothing related with tech. But if you're feeling that, listen to what Andre said. He was there all the time. God's never left us. He's, mm -hmm. he's never, he's never, ever not been there. What I've learned, Andre, is I'm like you. God is always talking. The always. problem is, mm -hmm. are we in a position to hear his voice clearly? Jeez. And sometimes we've put our girlfriend, sometimes you put your husband, your boyfriend, the world's ears before them. You're saying, well, how come God ain't talking? No, no, no. God is talking, but are you in his word? Mm -hmm. Have you silenced the outside noise? Mm -hmm. Have you put yourself in a position to where you can clearly hear from God? Duh. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> what I've learned is when I can't hear his voice, it lets me know I have too many people in my ear mm -hmm. and I need to distract. That's why every July I turn off. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm done. I don't talk to my team unless it's an important um, situation. I don't really want to talk to my mom and my dad and my family. I turn off social media and I just get in tune to where I can hear God clearer mm -hmm. because I've, I, when I start saying, God, you ain't talking, I'm like, uh, -uh wait a minute. That just means I'm not really listening because God has always given me a clear direction because his word doesn't lead you astray. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell when I haven't been in my word or not mm -hmm. a lot. I could I could tell when I haven't been to church a lot. I could mm -hmm. tell when when I need to get myself checked because if I'm looking for direction, if I'm confused, that's not God. Mm -hmm. And so, man, I just want to encourage you all. If you're in that place, maybe you need to unplug from social media. Maybe you need to unplug from from friends and certain friends. I had Mike Todd on the show, Pastor Mike Todd on the show um, uh, here recently. He said something that was so good. He said, man, when I get away, I, 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 I get away. He says only two people who have contact to me, his wife. Um, and his accountability partner. Mm. His staff doesn't have contact. They don't even have his number. He he leaves his cell phone at home when he goes <laughs> away for a month, wow. and he takes a track phone, mm -hmm. and that track phone is only for his wife and for his accountability uh, partner. And I was like, wow, that's a whole nother level of mm -hmm. really getting clear to hear from God because sometimes you'll want to pick up the phone, see what's going on in social media. You'll want to pick up the phone and talk to your teammates and, and them sharing their concerns about certain things. And at some point in our lives, we got to learn how to turn off everything. Mm -hmm. And man, he even said sometimes he'll go and he won't talk to his wife for a couple of weeks. Mm. I'm like, ooh, I mean, Mary, no sex, Jesus. <laughs> There's a whole nother level though yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying That's a whole nother level But I think that's why His ministry is so blessed mm -hmm. It's because he'll, He's willing to go To that level To hear super clear And I did that this for, for the first time This year Man I, I went away And I didn't talk To my team I didn't talk To my family I didn't talk to my, I talked to nobody I didn't even have An accountability partner I was just Sitting up Waking up Looking at the water Praying Reading 
Even when I went out there to play golf, man, I was like, God, just talk to me while I'm hitting the golf ball. And it's so funny how I played the best round of golf that time. Wow. I shot an 81, never shot an 81 ever in my life, and I've never shot an 81 since then. But while I was on the golf course, I don't know why I'm going here. Spirit taking me here. But it's like while I was on the golf course, the God taught me tempo. Mm. He taught me patience. Mm. He taught me stop getting frustrated. Because when I would hit the ball wrong, he'll, he'll go back. Look, you hit it wrong because you're trying to rush things. Mm. You're rushing that swing. Boy, mm. just, take, just take the same smooth back swings, same smooth, smooth front swing. And every time, I mean, that ball would go far. Mm. And I noticed when I tried to hit that ball real hard, real fast, go faster than what was normal, the ball would go shorter. But when I would hit that ball super slow and just in sync, Preach. that ball would go so far. <laughs> and I'm like, and God was like, that's just like in life, son. Mm -hmm. If you can just operate in the tempo that I gave you, in the lane that I gave you, you're going to win. Mm -hmm. That's the best round of golf I've ever had in my life. And I said, okay. I came back home. I said, all right, I got to run my tempo. Mm -hmm. I, I got to run my my business the way that I run it. Because I could look at people like, uh, you know, other people in my space, in the podcast mm -hmm. space, and see, they got 50,000, 100,000 views. I'm like, yo, I've been in this game for a long time. I only got 10,000 views on this video. What the heck? Guy said, run your tempo. Mm -hmm. Run your race. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So much peace in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, bro. It brings so much peace to where I still subscribe to my boys and, and my friends who are in that space, but I don't watch their stuff. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't support it. It's just I don't want the, I don't want to get into my head that I, yeah. I got to run their play. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know? And Absolutely. so I'm just like, God, I want to do, I, I, I want to run my play. I want to help the people who you've called me to help mm -hmm. deliver the message that you've called me to deliver. And, and the huge part of that is literally what's on my shirt. It's, it's, it's really creating black legacy. And we have a whole line coming out, you guys. And we'll talk more about that later on. But we have a whole line of, of merch coming out um, called the Redefinition Line. Mm. And we're just reshaping people's mindset when it comes to building their own table and building wealth. And I'm super excited about that because we're going to run our place. But, yo, we way over time, you guys. <laughs> we are way over time, man. I, I don't know where God was taking us. I don't know what you can use from the last part of that. But my thing is, you guys... Course Careers is absolutely amazing. Uh, check them out. We will put their information in today's show notes. Um, make sure you check them out. Uh, if you click the link that's attached, uh, you will get a discount with that link down there. So check that out. Go to Course Careers. Man, we're going to also link Cyrus' video. I think that was a great video as well for y'all to go back to see the practicalness of what Cyrus did to get into the tech field and how it impacted him. Uh, so we'll link that in today's show notes as well. And uh, we love you all. God bless you. And we'll see you on the next show. Peace out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.